This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, and we're live here at the Monk in Ridgewood, Queens, uh, here for the Belgian Beer Fest. My name is Team Spanos, Peter. To the left of me, I got... El Padrino, a.k.a. Peter, as well. And to my left... Hey, what's up, guys? This is Darwin's Theory of Beer. And, uh, guys, right now we're drinking uh, Le Chouf Golden Ale. Uh, absolutely delicious. We've also got uh, our resident videographer, photographer, Mark Velasquez. He's, uh, he's here with us as well. He's enjoying this beer. So, guys, let's get right into it. What do you, what do you think of the beers? Uh, what do you think of this beer we're sipping on right now with the gnome on the cover? Well, first of all, I, I love the gnome. And uh, this is very, very good. I'm very happy we're here, by the way, uh, in my neighborhood. We're a few blocks away from, uh, from Grove Street Gangster Town. Grove Street Gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> Queens all day. All day, all day. All day, all day. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm loving this, but you're, you're more into this style of beer, so let's get your feedback on this. I, I mean, I've had this beer before. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Uh, th this particular brewery makes a lot of quality beers. The, the flavor, for anyone who hasn't had a Belgian beer, the flavor complex... Uh, I mean, the flavor is so complex. It's so different than any other beer you'll ever have. It's If you have a Belgian beer, you'll immediately know it's a Belgian beer. There's no other types of beers. Belgian beers break down to many different types, but the way they're brewed, you just, you'll know it right away. There's no other beer out there that, that's quite like it, that's brewed in the same way. Are you, you talking about any style in particular or just Belgian in general? I think it, so Belgian breaks down into many, many different styles, but right. just their approach to brewing how they brew their beers, it's just, um, you know th those flavors exactly. Those flavors are unique, and uh, they hit you right away. I mean, it, it, it literally it explodes on the palate. No, I definitely get that with this. This has a lot going on in it. Um, wish I didn't smoke so many cigarettes in my life. I could maybe break this down a little bit more. <laughs> what do you think, Darwin? Uh, it's delicious. Um, happy to be here once again doing a podcast, uh, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, at, uh, at the Monk here in Ridgewood. Uh, can't wait to try all the other Belgiums that they have on on uh, bottle and on and on draft. And just so you guys know, the Monk is located at 6867 Fresh Pond Road in Ridgewood. That's 11385. Uh, you can check out the website. It's themonknyc.com. Uh, and if you want to shoot them an email, it's info at themonknyc.com. And, uh, you know, uh, so I got to be a nerd. So some, some fun facts to share with everyone here about Belgium. So... Belgium has roughly 180 breweries in the country, and interesting thing about that is that Belgium is basically the size of Maryland. Wow. So, yeah, and they brew over 800 different kinds of beer, and there's actually a wall in, in Belgium that has every single beer that they brew. This whole wall is just made of these beers, um, and it's something we got to, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow has to check out at some point. Well, I got to get my passport and make sure my documents are legal. Sounds like sure it is. bar hopping every other two blocks is a brewery. <laughs> More or less. I mean, look, they, they, they estimate that Belgians consume, in average, over 150 liters of beer per person per year. So Sounds these, like my kind of people. These are some serious drinkers. But from what I read, uh, if you went back to, like, the 1900s, it was almost double what they used to drink back then, mm -hmm. back then. Well, I don't, I don't doubt it, man. I don't doubt it. I mean, it's definitely Be Belgium. The whole scene, it's very beer-centric. I mean, the world's first beer academy opened in uh, Herk de Stadt, which is in the Belgian province of Limburg in 1999. Say that shit three times fast. Herk de Stadt, Herk de Stadt. Um, <laughs> and, you know, B Belgian, it's, it's, it's interesting. Because for me, before I got into like, the American craft beer, it was, it was the German beers and Belgian beers that really my, my dad put me on to that really started to open up this world. Because when I was, you know, when we were like punk teenagers, we were drinking Heineken's, Coronas, right. dare I even say Old E. Oh my uh, God, St. Ives, Ives, fruit drinks, all day. Yeah, yeah. We, we were young and dumb. Please forgive us of our sins. Oh God, that's back when we used to drink Black House. Oh, remember Black oh House? My oh my God. Black House oh. is disgusting. And Rumplemints. Rumplemints. <laughs> yeah. Goldschlager. Goldschlager. That Shout out like, to Pittsburgh. Sounds like what a girl does, does to me. <laughs> So, guys, I got another uh, nerdy fun fact for you, all right? We'll, we'll get right into it. So, when we're drinking this out of the bottle, obviously. Well, pour it in a glass, but it's from a bottle. Did you know that most Belgian beers are actually bottled conditioned? So, essentially, bottled conditioning happens when the beer isn't pasteurized, allowing living yeast to remain in the bottle. So, since the yeast can continue to snack on the sugars in the beer, this basically means that Belgian beers will carbonate in the bottle itself. So, a lot of other beers that are conditioned, they're, kinda, they're, they're forced carbonated. But bottle conditioning creates some believe, a richer, finer, and higher level of carbonation within the body of the beer itself. 
that's a fun fact. Take that, use that at a party. Oh, God, I will. I'll probably get thrown out of that party, but I will use it. Minds are blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So something that I read uh, when looking up Belgian beers, which I thought was a fun fact myself, uh, was back in the day they used to serve table beer in schools. Table beers got uh, nowhere more than 1.5% alcohol in it. Uh, But during lunch, that's what they would serve uh, to kids. Uh, They got rid of that a while back, and they're looking to do it again because they think it's much healthier than serving soft drinks or soda. I second that. I'm with it. Fuck it. Get them a little hopped up, too. Why not? Why not? Um, So, guys, here's one thing I actually wanted to to talk about uh, as we're in this Belgian theme. Uh, So have, have you guys heard about this Belgian beer pipeline? I mean, um, I've heard a little bit from somebody. I've, I've, I've read a, bit, a little bit about it, yeah. Th- this is actually pretty, pretty fantastic. So I'd heard about it, and then uh, I read a little bit about it, and I decided, let me read a little bit more because this is fascinating. Nothing in the world has ever been done like this before. So I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce the Belgian name for this brewery, but, it's, but more or less, it's basically it's the Half Moon Brewery, right? It's Ooh. over 500 years old. It's in the city of Bruges, <laughs> and uh, they, what they decided to do, because the, the, the city is so densely populated, there's, there's an estimate over 2 million tourists annually that come in there. Traffic's a nightmare. It's a very narrow kind of city. Um, they decided to construct a two-mile underground pipeline from the brewery in the city center to their bottle room, which is amazing. Basically, it's it's they say it's able to carry over a thousand gallons of beer an hour at twelve miles per hour, which fills basically twelve thousand beer bottles. That's insane. Uh, ain't that some shit? Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, I mean, it cost basically like four and a half million dollars. Um, they actually raised about almost four hundred thousand dollars from crowdsourcing, believe it or not. And so it pretty much started like a GoFundMe. Kind of. I mean, it's a big chunk. You know, that's how serious these folks in Belgium, you know, that's how serious they, uh, they, they take it. I mean, more than 500 people contributed to the online crowdsourcing campaign. That's fantastic. Holy shit. Yeah, and it's, and it's kind of funny because, you know, if you make a small investment, then they give you something like a pack of beer every year on your birthday. But then if you made a larger investment, whatever the maximum amount was, you could receive one bottle of beer a day for the rest of your life. Jesus Christ, I wish you knew about that. And they make some pretty damn good beers at this place, from what I understand. I haven't had the pleasure yet, but hopefully one day, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, we'll be a doing trip. a podcast from Half Moon Brewery. I think one day we need to just make a trip to Europe. Oh, I'd love to go back to Europe. And man. then we just travel all across and podcast from all these places that don't understand the word that we're saying, most nah, likely. They, they know English in Europe, man. Yeah, but they don't talk like us. They, 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 hear, this, oh. they hear this accent. Cuz. Cuz. Over oh, here. Over here. We're not going to do this again. Pasta fazoo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about this place? Oh, it's a lively crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, uh, it, it's located in Ridgewood. It's a... Uh, it's a very nice bar. I mean, uh, nice, comfortable couches, chairs, uh, nice portraits on the walls. Definitely has a Belgium feel to it with all the Belgium beers out here. Honestly, if, if, if I didn't see the bar, I'd kind of feel like I was in somebody's living room slash dining room. It's a cozy like vibe out. in here. Yeah. yeah. They have outdoor seating. It's a little too cold for that right now, but they do have the outdoor seating. Outdoor's not bad. Only They got about eight seats, maybe, I mean, sorry, eight tables out there. Nothing crazy, but it's yeah. pretty nice. The bathroom not to sound weird, is yeah. actually pretty cool. You're you familiar take, with it? Yeah, bro, always. You know nice. how I do. Is that where you want to spend some Come time on. right now? Yo, I would drop a mean one in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you, no, so they have some nice little things posted up on the wall that are actually kind of funny and, and cool looking. You'll check it out when you're in there. Very cool. Guys, I got to give you one more, one more nerdy Belgian fact that I looked up. Did you guys know there are more castles per square kilometer in Belgium than in any other country in the world? There's still castles places? I'm dropping knowledge right now. Wow, this is insane. Well, I guess you, you Googled it. I just Googled it. <laughs> uh, I did a little Googling. I mean, some of the stuff I knew, some of the stuff, the castles I certainly did not know, but uh, that's actually that's pretty a fun cool. fact, man. I want to see a castle. Uh, we should podcast in, in a, a castle. castle. Maybe it'll be haunted. Who knows? Okay, now, now this game is getting so crazy. I don't want none <laughs> of this haunted shit, but I don't play that. I so, um,. I think in a little while we're going to bring on uh, Joe, who's one of the owners of uh, this prestigious place, The Monk NYC. Oh, that's his name? I hope so. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just kidding. Uh, Joe's a great guy. You know, we, we reached out to Joe, and, and we, we made this happen really quickly. Uh, and we're glad to be here, honestly. It's a nice place, good vibe. And, um, 
Guys, are we ready? Are we ready to bring them on? Yeah. Um, you want to grab Joe? Tell him to grab uh, whatever beer or beers he would like to bring this way. And when Joe comes back, you can get some video of all of us. He's pretty much saying, get the fuck out of the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark's a good guy. Move the mic a little bit so he's closer to it when he sits down. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm finishing this. Uh, I love the glasses. A, a nice thing, I, I like the, the, he sticks the authenticity here. Certain beers have their own glasses. Yeah. I'll cheers that up with you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Darwin, sir. Love and that sound. Right I over love the that sound. Laptop. Stop it. <laughs> Remember, that's all getting charged to beer today, beer tomorrow, if this ever breaks. FYI. Again, we're live and direct in Queens, uh, Ridgewood, Queens, to be exact, at the Monk NYC. Uh, when I met up with Darwin, he was drinking a, he was drinking a Grim uh, in the street, right outside the place, down the block from the precinct. Yeah, Grim just recently had a release uh, last week, and um, they dropped uh, Pulse Wave, and they dropped uh, Lambador, and they also dropped um, Splish. All came out within uh, two weeks' uh, timeline. They also have a few bottles that dropped as well, which is uh, uh, Present Perfect, and uh, yeah, I mean... Grimm's doing their thing, man. I went to a few uh, craft beer shops and I, you know, purchased these uh, exclusive uh, limited edition beers. How many of those did you get? You got them all? Uh, I was able to obtain all of the beers that they that um, they had come out these past two weeks, and I got like two cans of each. You know, so uh, it's not easy to get your hands on. You walk into these stores and they limit you to one to two cans, and uh, I'm glad I was able to get my hand on, on their whole their whole drop. Did you, um, sorry, did you, was there anyone in particular that you were a big fan of or? Uh, Lambledore. Lambledore is, it's, it's, it's amazing. Lambledore is amazing. Uh, definitely, uh, I would say in, within their top three beers that they made the top three IPAs. Really? Right next to uh, Force Field and I would say Lumens. Really? Yeah, Grimm. Grimm's definitely doing their thing. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see what else they drop. I uh, can't wait to try their sour. I'm a, I'm a fan of sour beers, and uh, yeah, Grimm's doing their thing, and uh, shout out to all those uh, beer hunters out there looking for the Grimm, going from store to store, from shop to shop, uh, going on beer menus to track these beers down. It's an amazing adventure. It's, 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 it's awesome, just the satisfaction to be able to get your hands on these cans and then just to collect them and just to drink them and just to share them and even to trade them, you know, so... Uh, yeah, happy hunting to all those uh, craft beer hunters out there. Yeah, but like shout out, to, uh, Beer Menu is actually really an awesome little app. Beer Menu is fantastic. I use them all the time. Yeah, they are fantastic. I love them. So now we have. Uh, so we're about to have a, a guest hop on, and 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 Darren, just to add what you said. I mean, there's so many phenomenal local breweries, and, and it's interesting because some of this stuff is so hard to get. Yeah. And it's and it's well worth it. I mean, you put yeah. a lot of effort in trying to get them, and these are fantastic yeah. beers. Yeah. And what I like about the the Belgian beers. The Belgian beers, they're so good. I mean, different different flavor palette, but they're so good, and they're available. I mean, people can readily avail, but it, you, it, it's interesting that it's easier to get beer from Belgium than it is to get some beer from the next borough over. That's crazy. And, and it's crazy when you think about that, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the joy of hunting for beer, but there really is. We really hope that the audience today, especially for those that are not into the whole Belgian thing, that we really kind of bring you into this new world, and you kind of expand your horizons and, um, you know, join us on this uh, beer venture, so to speak. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing myself. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, as big of a Belgian beer fan as you are in the German styles and all that stuff. Uh, but so far, I mean, you know, we, you've given me some back in the day. We've had our few. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a big IPA fan, but, uh, but this today is, is actually fantastic. Getting to taste all these different styles from Belgium. It's not just, you know, that they have one type and that's what we're going to really taste. It's they, um, so on, on tap, they, they have about, I think, eight beers on tap. Two of them happen to be Belgian. But as far as bottles go, there's close to 20 different uh, bottles, different bottles of, of Belgian beer, which is, which is a pretty good sampling size. Right. We, off the tap, we had the Latrap Double, which is actually a Dutch beer, which you and I had, which was very nice. Did you enjoy that one? No, that was good. It was, it was smooth. It was, it was flavorful. But it was refreshing at the same time. wasn't very overwhelming. You know, didn't really. It, it's a heavy beer, but not really. You know. That's what I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it felt like it packed a punch, but I I could drink that easily. And and Dawn, what did you what did you have off the tap? Uh, I can't pronounce the name. I think you know it. It's a sour beer. Uh, oh, the Rumen Rumenbach. I wish the I had Rodenbrack the Grand Cru. Yeah, amazing yeah. sour. I I recommend that for all the sour fans out there. 
Um, great beer here at the Monk, Ridgewood, Queens. Uh, definitely, when you come in here, uh, you know, it's on giraffe, and uh, take, take a sip out of that. I mean, you, you won't be disappointed. So I think uh, Joe came over, and he... Uh, He's a little busy at the moment. He's he, a little he, busy. He refilled us. He said he'll be back in a few. And uh, he brought us, actually, um, Mark's taking a picture of it right oh, now. This is what I wanted to draw. He brought us the a Belgian-style IPA, and, and, and this is one I wanted to recommend for you um, because I know you're big on the IPA. But, again, this is a very different – this isn't your, your, you know – Your traditional Traditional IPA. American IPA. IPA. Okay. Um, so this should be interesting. Uh, let's, let's all – have a have a sip of this. That and smells really nice. Let's give it a smell. What do you guys get on the nose? It's, it's very different from an IPA yeah, on the nose. Almost like, like slightly a, piney to me, just a little bit. Almost though. like a wit beer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That smells nice though. I like that. Very have nice. a seat. Right. How are you? Have a seat. All right. You want to introduce yourself? All right. Uh, Joe Figlioli. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, guys. Thanks for coming in. Definitely. Well, thanks for having what us. What do you have in front of us here for us today? Uh. A Papa Ring's Hamel Ale. It's uh, considered a Belgian IPA. Well, very different than the American IPAs. Um, not um, different kind of hops and a uh, um, little fruitier, I think. Not not as um, not as out there. More of a subtle kind of a uh, IPA, I think. This is nice. It's one, one of my personal, currently my maybe my personal favorite. So far, yeah, best it's thing. A, it's I, I got a nice that. smell. Yeah, it's definitely not your your uh, what you would think of as an American IPA, but this is a very nice beer. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't even, you know, probably characterize it as an IPA, although that's how they market it as an IPA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at the tasting notes, they call it a, a Belgian IPA. But, again, it, for people that are used to the um, what we drink here as IPAs, it, it would, it's a whole other uh, direction. Completely different Definitely. animal. So, so just tell, tell us about the monk. Tell us about what was the inspiration behind it. How did you get this thing started? And uh, tell us why you're here. Um, well, a couple of buddies and myself over the years, um, you know, uh, traveling around and um, whether different boroughs, um, uh, out of the country even, uh, we you know, just tried different uh, beer places. And um, in fact, when I, um, in New York, started with, um, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, um, Spite and Dival is one of probably the first, you know, Belgian yeah. um, theme place I went to. That's over in Williamsburg, right? In, Williamsburg, in Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember when I first started tasting, uh, it didn't matter what style, whatever um, whatever beer I had, I would, I would take, and my friends had the same experience, I would take a sip, and the first one or two sips, I'd go, eh. You know, and I, I would like, I didn't think I liked them. And then, you know, a little time would go by, take another sip, and all of a sudden, ah, this is pretty interesting. Yeah. And I had that experience with most of the beers that I tried then. It really took a while for my palate to, to change. But once I did, then I, I couldn't go back. Uh, you know, I, I was, you know, as, as a kid, I really wasn't into beer that much. You know, like a lot of us, you know, you, you drink whatever you can to, to get tuned up. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really appreciate <laughs> it, but with the Belgians, I could say I honestly enjoy the taste. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a different experience. You know, Absolutely. I, um, Something you could sip on and really like, yeah, savor yeah. the I mean, flavors. Most people really don't do that. You have to, you know, you kind of slow things down a little bit. And if you sometimes I'll just sit with a beer, I'll be at home, let's say, and I'll I'll take a beer out, often say like a pop rings. And I'll just open it up. I'll, I won't even have music on, no TV. I'll just sit there with the beer and I'll really savor it. And uh, cool. you can get into it. I mean, if, Absolutely. It's, if it's your cool. thing. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy it. Cool. And you say you was in Belgium and you went to a specific bar and you wanted to recreate the whole environment? Yeah, well, well we, we did some traveling and we actually it started out in Amsterdam, of all places. And, you know, most people don't associate Amsterdam with beer, but... Um, other stuff. Other stuff. Yeah. We're done with it's that. Interesting place. I don't know if you've ever been, but... Uh, it's great, on the bucket list. Place, as it should be. <laughs> and um, it was a bar called um, The Wildemine. And we just... When we first time we went there, we happened to be staying, like, right next door to it. So it was an easy place to try. And we, we would go in there, like, a couple of times a day. And um, so after being there several times uh, over the years you know we looked at each other and I remember saying like 
you know, there's no TVs, and in fact, they had no music even. And it was still like a really interesting bar. The beers were great, the interesting crowd. The crowd was a mix of locals, uh, some tourists. You know, you'd have like old timers with a dog. It was a really eclectic crowd, really interesting. And, and then, like I said, the one day we just discovered there was no TV and no music. I said, could we possibly, you know, do this back home? And um, that's kind of how it started. You know, and then we tried some other places there. Uh, took some side trips, uh, take the train to Belgium. Cool. Naturally, you got great beers there. And the Dutch beers, as I said earlier, they're essentially, you know, Belgian beers. I don't know if the Dutch would agree with that, but same, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. same type, you know, excellent beers. Yeah. Yeah. Same flavor profiles, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And you're from where? Um, I'm from all over. <laughs> okay. I've, been, I've lived in many places, but probably the last 30 or so years, Forest Hills. Cool. I lived in Ridgewood um, some time back. Uh, had another business in the area, so I've, I've known Ridgewood for a long time. Been in and around it, so um, we're looking for a place to, um, you know, post up. We, uh, you know, decided on Ridgewood. Sure. It was kind of like kind of going back to uh, to our, my my buddy that uh, I opened a place with. We actually were roommates at a college in Ridgewood, so. Uh, just kind of fitting in a way that we ended up back here, uh, you know, some time later. Sure. So the monk is kind of like almost like your your passion project. I mean. Yeah. You know, I, I did. I had another career. I was in medical transportation. It was a it was a nice living. It was a very different uh, kind of a thing. Uh, a lot more stress and um, more corporate, so to speak. And um, I I said if I ever do something different, I want it to be something that I enjoy. I didn't want to just do something, you know, to make money for the hell of it. Um, if you were looking to just make money, this wouldn't be what you do, you know. Um, I mean, of course, you want to make money, but it would be a lot easier to open up a more traditional kind of a bar, throw a lot of TVs up. You know, my, my one buddy, um, Jerry, um, he basically says that you're doing everything you can to make sure nobody comes to your bar. Because <laughs> we don't have hard liquor. So that moves some people out. No TVs. A lot of people want a TV. Um, you know, it's it's not for everybody. But right. um, the people that do um, come in, you know, like nine out of ten will thank me for not having TVs. Yeah. And what happens is people actually talk to each other. They interact. You know? right. right. Which you don't and, really find in a lot of these places. People become friends. People talk about beer. Talk, you know, life, whatever. Uh, but people actually have conversations. If you can get over the initial um, shock, maybe of not having a TV to distract you, you know, you might find that you know there's some interesting people out there, and and and, and the beer is interesting. Well, we like to think so, anyway. Yeah, definitely. absolutely, absolutely. So, so uh, Joe, so again, where? So, give us where we tell us where we are. Give us the address. How can people find you if you guys have any? The website, social media. Let's let our audience know exactly. Where the monk is? Well, we're on uh, Fresh Pond Road in Ridgewood, 6867, um, right off of um, Cypress Hill Street. Um, we're on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, The Monk NYC, Instagram, Twitter. Cool. Um, by the way, the name The Monk, people have asked about. Um, basically, it's um, you know the, the Trappist monks uh, that that make beer. They um, known for making great beer. Since I like the Belgians, uh, Trappist in particular make great beers. And that's really where the name came from. Cool. Joe, I also understand you're a, you're a Jets fan. How did you come to make that awful decision? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 so I was, uh, Followed by being a Yankee I, fan I went, on top of that. I went to a game uh, back in the 60s, uh, back um, dating myself, but uh, Emerson Boozer was a running back at the time. Wow. And... Uh, Joe Namath is still playing, oh. and uh, I just got hooked. And I, um, you know, once you're a fan, you're a fan. Good times and bad. So and now you're cursed. Unfortunately, it's been mostly bad. So you watched them years. win, and then that was it. Um, well, I, I, yeah, on TV, I wasn't in, in person right, back right, then, right. but uh, yeah, but a lot more losing times as, <laughs> as you guys would know. You're a true fan. I mean, if I'm you're a, a fan, fan, you're a fan a through fan, thick and thin. A long suffering. Hey, uh, I'm a Met fan, so I can feel your pain. Yeah, and you don't hate the Mets. You do cheer for them. Uh, 
they are in the playoffs. I, I am a Yankee fan, but I, I have come around to uh, where I can appreciate the Mets. I'm, I'm rooting for Queens, rooting for New York. So. Queens all day. Yes. Queens, yes. All day. I love it. Absolutely. I mean, it's great the Mets are in the playoffs. I know. You Thank know? God. I didn't think they were going to. I don't know how they made it. If they lose the wild card game, I don't even care. The fact that they made it two years It was in looking row. dicey early on, though. Everybody's hurt. The whole team's injured. They have no pitchers. They're throwing whoever they can, and people are sticking somehow. I don't know how See, it happened. See, that's the difference between a Met fan and a Yankee fan. See, if you're a Yankee fan, it's not enough to make the playoffs. If you're a Yankee fan, if you don't win the World Series, it's a bad year. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of lousy in a way, but that's, you know, you get spoiled. You know, last year I went to, um, I went to the World I went to every game in every um, round. And, I mean, I spent a lot of money. StubHub was charging an arm and a leg. I spent $700 for the World Series to stand. It's and it worth was, it, though. But it was because I didn't know if we'd ever be back there again. Right. In my lifetime, the right. way we go, it could have been another sure. 50 years sure. or whatever, you know? So I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to go spend whatever it costs. And I was glad I was there. They won. It's a moment you'll never forget. Oh, never again. Even though I could barely see what the hell was going on in the field because I had the tallest people in front of me. <laughs> but other than that, it was pretty cool. It was a memory. It was an experience. It was. It definitely was. I went to the uh, 2000, the Subway Series. I had tickets for, you know, Cheyenne um, Yankee Stadium, and that was interesting. And my buddy was a Met fan. In fact, the guy that I opened the, the bar with. And um, it was a game that um, the Yankees were at the clinch, and he, he couldn't even go to the game. He just, really? he, it was too depressing for him. He knew the Mets were going to lose, and he didn't want to be there. Oh, so he just didn't want to go. He didn't, didn't want to see it. Yeah, he just, he knew it was over. And, and they clinched, was it in Shea? They I clinched believe it in was. Shea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a great yeah. moment in my life. Uh, oh, great if you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know there was another beer that you had wanted to talk about and to try. I don't know if you have that with you. Um, well, I can dig one out. What, what do you guys feel like? You wanna? Oh, well, you know what? We, we feel triple, we. Do you, yeah, I think you had mentioned that you wanted to. to there was another triple that you particularly. Yeah, liked. it was part of your yeah, favorite. You see, picked the, out two. The, the West Mala triple. Um, you guys looking at the St. Bernardus? I mean, they're both excellent. Do you have any? Uh, no, we can go with the West. Whatever Mala. you want to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me uh, grab that. Cool. Oh, awesome. Great. Great. Thank you, Joe. And real quick, uh, Padrino. Uh, I got to talk about it. I got to mention it. Uh, okay. Rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. Yeah, man. I definitely hit the heart, bro. I mean, just to not, hear the not news gonna lie, bro. I, and the I, story about this guy. I, I mean, it's, well, it's heartbreaking. Know, do you know his story, Spanos? Well, I know that he left behind a pregnant girlfriend, which is really sad. So, so to, to date it back a little bit, uh, he came over when he was in his teens uh, from, from Cuba, literally on a raft with his mother and a bunch of other people. And it was four times that he attempted this, by the way. He and, got arrested the first three times. And they failed. The last time coming here in the pitch black you know, of the night, somebody fell into the water. And the first thing he did, did not think about himself, nothing. He jumped right into the water, swam, found the person, and pulled him on to the boat. You know wow. who that person was? Who? It was his mother. Really? He did not even know it was her. Really? All, he, all he saw was somebody fall into it. It was dead of night. And wow. he just dove in and, and pulled her out. That's so, amazing. So you know, the guy was born in 1992. Died 20, uh, 2016. Yeah. Young 24 guy. years old, bro. Young guy. 24 years old. Starting pitcher for the, uh, for the, uh, Florida, the for, Miami Marlins. Miami Marlins, right? Yeah. It's heartbreaking, man. It's you know, really heartbreaking. Honestly, uh, they, they actually um, they showed his funeral on MLB Network. I actually watched most of it. It was actually there was a lot of people there, man. A lot of like real famous people. Uh, Mark Anthony was there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of big name, you know, baseball players yeah. and stuff like that. Obviously, his whole team was there. Yeah, Cespedes showed a lot of love for the Cespedes. Mets when they played them. Yeah, Cespedes. You know, they hung up his jersey. Fellow Cuban. Yeah, fellow Cuban. The, the whole Cuban community was was the short. Um, the whole Latino community. Yeah, Miami. Well, base one general. general. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing that everybody kept saying that was. Um, it's it's sad, but it's like um, I can't think of the word. You can probably help me out with this, but you know the water brought him here. Yeah, and, and then, then the water, water took, took him, him away. It's almost uh, wow. I wow. mean, it's, it's almost tragic. I'm hearing it that way, but yeah, right. the water brought him here. The water took him right. away. That's so, crazy. Rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. Yeah, I mean, man, great guy, great team in, um, play baseball. He he, and, he, um, he brought a lot of heart to the game. Things that you don't see that much anymore. Uh, you know, he was fiery. You know, I, you know, being a Met fan, you didn't really like him. 
because he was very cocky and, and you know, arrogant. But he was he was a great player. Who knows what he could have done in his career. It's truly sad. I mean, any, anytime someone that young, it doesn't matter if he's an athlete, he's famous, he's not. Anyone, anytime a life that young is lost, it's always tragic. And yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Very, it's definitely sad, sad yeah. to hear. So, uh... Rest in peace, Jose Fernandez. Yeah. Rest from in peace. Beer today, beer tomorrow. Rest in peace. Definitely paying a little tribute to him for baseball because we're baseball fans as well. And uh, let's go Mets, man. Let's, let's win Mets. this World Series, bro. Let's go. Yeah, let's go Mets. Absolutely. So, Joe. So. Joe just brought us some West Miles Trappist Ale. It's a triple. Uh, I'm excited about uh, having this. I'm going to pass this around. I'm going to let go. Joe talk about it when he, uh, when he hops on. And... Um, Joe, can you uh, can you tell us about what you just poured? Tell us a little bit about this. So this is a Westmala triple, a Belgian triple. Um, smells nice. I, I personally think this is about as good a triple as you can have, top of the line. Um, I was calling it Westmal for, for years, and then I had um, a Belgian customer come in and uh, correct me. <laughs> so it's actually, but which is good. I, I, I like to be, you know, calling things by their proper name. So it's West Mala. And um, yeah, it's an excellent, uh, excellent triple. Okay. A little bit of, uh, you know, people ask me sometimes what does something taste like? And I don't generally like to give my tasting note because everybody tastes something different. Right, it's, right. It's unbelievable some of the things that people come out with. If you ask five people what they taste. You get five different and things. And if they weren't with each other, they come out with, I mean, I've heard some ridiculous things from people, but that's the way it is. So, sure. Um, right. Well, let's do a quick one, toast. Quick toast. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Joe. Here's to the monk. Cheers to the monk. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thank you for having us again. Joe, are you the monk? Uh, I am not the monk. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I'm a, a humble wow. servant. That is very nice. I, I have had this before, but this is there's a lot there's a going lo on yeah, in there. Th this is Holy complex. The, the, this is definitely a complex beer. I mean, this is very, very good. I mean, I, I love what you said before. I mean, sometimes you sit at home and you just have a beer and nothing else is going on. It's just you with the beer. And these are beers you don't drink in excess. These are beers you really you sit with. And as, as you're sitting with them, even more flavors on lock. I mean, it's just... Ideally, I mean, even me, like, it, it took me until recently to really get to that point, to appreciate that. Early on, I was drinking them. I mean, not like guzzling, because these aren't guzzling beers. But um, well, I have a, a funny story I could tell you about these beers with guzzling. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, when, it's like anything else. If you, if you slow life down a little bit, whether it's food or relationships anything if you can actually it's a cliche but to be in the moment kind of thing you appreciate everything one of the other things that um, a lot of people don't realize is you know um, these beers you let them sit a little bit and as they warm a little bit different flavor unlocks uh, yes things get released and they taste different um, a few minutes in yeah you know in this country um, all, all the marketing, everything is ice cold. Right. Ice cold right. this, ice cold that. And that's not the way and you're supposed to drink them. No, I mean you drink light beers. That's like how that. you drink crappy and beer. They, yeah. They, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to come across as the. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do it for you. We'll, we'll do it for we'll you. Do it for you. We'll we have no problem. Drink craft, not crap. And the reason you do that is you're masking the flavor. Those beers don't have much flavor, and that's right. why ice cold is okay. You know, it's one thing if you want to quench your thirst, cold is nice. But the, these beers aren't meant to be. You don't appreciate them if they're ice cold. You just you don't taste them. So what's what's the point? So you'd say the temp, the right temperature for these beers well, would be. Well, we try. You know, um, you know, most ales are probably meant to be drunk between, like, say. 40, 45, and 55, you know, but if you if you get like a, like say a Coors Light, which is a lager, that's, you know, the coldest you can get that, the better, because there's right. not a lot of flavor to begin right. with, not to pick on Coors Light, but, you yeah. know, that, that style. You know, the terrible. Never heard of that beer, yeah. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, people do come in from time to time and ask, they, they just assume that you have certain things. Right, right. you're a bar, you must right. sell Coors so, Light. Right. right. But do you, I imagine you try to match it up with something yeah, to that I liking? You know what, I mean, beer is, you know, it should be, you know, we all like what we like. So if somebody comes in, they like that, I don't shit on it because somebody yeah. likes that. I, don't, I respect that. We but do. But I, I will point them to something that is close to that, but, but something he will be better. Right. You know, and then 
what happens sometimes if, you know, some people come in and they really know the beers and they know exactly what they want, and then a lot of people don't. So, um, you know, you try to make it as uh, non-intimidating as possible. I, I know, like, I don't like that feeling. Like, it's like with wine, let's say. You know, I mean, when I first started drinking wine, I used to feel intimidated by it. And you go places and you, you're made to feel, um, you know, intimidated. Like, you, like, you don't know enough. And we're careful here to make sure that doesn't happen with people. Because you want this to be, you know, something enjoyable. This should be fun and enjoyable. Right. Sure. And you got to ease, people got to ease into it. They can't. People who yeah. are drinking Coors Light, Bud Light, like right, they can't right. go from zero to 100. Right, exactly. So maybe they come in and they drink a, a, an Einbeck or a German Pilsner. And then after they do that, maybe they say, hey, what do you like? And then from that, you, you know, you venture into the next thing. And then, um, and then people, you'd be surprised. Uh, or maybe you guys probably wouldn't be surprised because you're into beer. But then people will try different things and, um, and they'll be often radically different than what they started out with. Right. I mean, people... Uh, you know, say sours, you know, like some people taste sours and, and, and it's like, oh, they can't believe it's beer. And then um, the same people, after initially, um, you know, not liking it, all of a sudden they become big sour. I mean, we have people that come in here and only drink sour beer. You know, wow. they'll just, they'll drink sour and nothing else. Yeah. Are you a sour guy? Um, I've come to like them. You know, it's it's not my my first style. I would say Certain like ones, triple, but I but I do like them. And I, you know, even in this sour world, the, you know, sour beers aren't all the same. Right. You know, just like, um, you know, there's a range. Yeah. Like everything, all these beers, every style, there's a range. So you have your sweet sours, you have your tart sours. I personally, I like the more tart ones. I don't like the sweeter sours. Okay, nice. A any specific uh, uh, sour that uh, that you like? Specific uh, um, brewery? Well, what we have um, my my personal um, favorite sour is it's a it's a Cuvée de Jacobin Rouge. It's called it's um, it's more on the tart side. The sours. Uh, that that's my personal. But I like um, you know again in the sour world you have you have Belgian pale ales that are sour. You have Gozas, you have Lambics, so there's a, again, there's a range, so I could probably find something I like in each of those different styles within the sours. And what are you guys uh, currently offering uh, here that are sours or in that range? Well, we often have the, um, like the Rodenbach Grain Crew is, is kind of our house sour. Uh, it's an excellent sour, and it's kind of um, middle of the road as far as um, profile. It's not too tart, not too sweet. Um, so that, that's that's a good um, sour for people to have because um, it's not too extreme. So for somebody that is being introduced to them for the first time, you know, the, but generally a grand crew in anything is, is usually like the top of the line. So I say Rodenbach, their grand crew is their top of the line sour. Um, so it's it's a great sour, but it's it's. You know, it's it's in the middle of um, you know the, the sweet and the sour. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Joe, I'd just like to say again, you know, thank you for for having us here, letting us do uh, this podcast here. Um, we're having we're having a great time. I really like I like the vibe here, and you know, I really connected with what you were saying. I mean, so many places, you know, you're bombarded with with 20 TVs, and everyone's sitting there. Everyone's on their phone. Everywhere. There's ads everywhere. And uh, you know here it's it's just it's just a nice it's a comfortable vibe. I love the I love the layout, and you know you got people people are actually talking to each other here, which, which is you know which is really the point of going out to a place. So a lot of these other places, it's like you know you're watching the TV, you're on your phone. But uh, I, I like I really like what you guys are, uh, so you're are doing. So the, you're there with somebody, but you're by yourself when you go to some of these bars. Here it's you know it's a group setting. Nice. And well, you know what? When, and I appreciate the feedback. It's nice. You know when you. You know, when you when you get nice feedback like that, and, and people appreciate what you do, it, 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 it you know it, it enables you to keep going when sometimes it's uh, not so easy. You know, again, it would be easier if we, you know, if I put ten TVs on the wall, I'd have more people in here, and it's it's tempting at times to want to make some little changes like that to, to draw more people. But I'm doing my best to stick to you know the program. Uh, and to you know hold out and you know 
stay true to what you know we started. Stick to your guns, man. Um, you, you got something great so, going on so here. And friends, we're going to do our best. Hopefully, friends, we can reach friends, a bunch of people. Tell, tell a friend to tell a friend. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. I don't know, Joe. We, we could make Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, the, you know, our podcast headquarters hey, at the moment. Works, works, you works know, me. I mean. Love to have you. you know, I mean, it, we, we love your you beer, could, this so. Could be your, this could be your table. Yeah. This could be the BTBT BT table, so right? We, we just put the logo right in the middle, middle. right now. Put the logo right in the middle right now. Honestly, I'm, I'm glad to be in Ridgewood, and I'm glad to have you guys not too far from home because I've been looking for a craftier place for so long, and who knew? You guys are right here. Well, happy to have you. This guy's a couple blocks away, so, I mean, it's... Um, it's, it's great. And I've, like I said, when I first started getting into expanding my, my, my beer horizons, I mean, you know, back in the day, I used to drink some shit. But, uh, yeah. And, and well, that's, how you all, that's how we all that's started, That's how you get introduced, right? I mean, right? We yeah. all, that's how we you get to start somewhere. In world, so yeah, in, somewhere. in itself, you have to appreciate the shit because, because you know, it, it's your introduction. And, uh, and then, I was, then I was introduced to, to Belgians and Germans. And then that changed, that changed everything for me. And ever since, you know... It's just been, you know, I, I embrace that the, the, the other style, so to speak, just, just the distinctly non-light beer that needs to be, you know, chilled uh, almost that it's to the point of ice that you got to, like, swallow it down. Like, I, I love flavored beers. Hey. The more flavor complexity, the better. <laughs> and, and I love establishments like the one you got here. Like, I, I really respect what you're doing here, you and your partner. And, um, you know, Cheers. I'm glad that you Cheers. guys are here. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Once you start with... You can't. You can never yeah, start no. I, I can't. I mean, you know, maybe It's, you it's, can, it's so I, difficult. I, one, I was at a beach. Somebody offered me a Corona one day. I took a sip, and I just... I couldn't even finish it. I'm not gonna, and I'm Mexican. I should drink that shit like water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, I'll tell you a story. I was in a... Um, I think it was, oh, it, was a, it was Iridium, a jazz club in the city a couple of years back. And I was with a buddy of mine and uh, a couple of buddies. And, um, you know, I always have a difficult time in the average place finding something to drink. So sometimes I'll even drink wine rather than beer if I can't find a beer that's acceptable. So I was, it's, it usually comes down to the lesser of evil somewhere. So there's one night we were in a place and um, I'm looking up the menu and, you know, I end up, you know, I guess the least evil was, was a blue moon. And <laughs> I ordered the blue moon, and, you know, I take a sip, take another sip, and I'm just like, this doesn't taste right. I have my, my one friend, the other friend taste it. He says, no, that's just what a blue moon tastes like. Oh, you know? my but God. But I, I thought there was something wrong with the beer. But my, <laughs> my taste is just so different now that, yeah. you know, I, I, I can't do it. I understand you. I think I, I think a lot of individuals when they first like get out of their 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 zone of what a Corona and a Heineken is, and they taste these beers. From what I've seen, they they don't easily uh, accept it or gravitate it to it right away. It, it, it takes a few beers for them to really appreciate, you know, what's being made. You know, and right. you have to when you introduce someone to to these different beers, you have to be kind of careful and especially not everyone's so receptive to changing up the routine so you really have to match up the beer as best you can with what they're right. drinking right. to something comparable right on the other side of the if world you, if you, know? you try to maybe hand them something like this or a double ipa this is a this is, that's a, they're, that's they're a step gonna, too far you're gonna scare it's, them that's away. a step too far It'll be for too them. much for a coors light drinker yeah you know yeah, right they go right. from shock top to that, it's over. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. But you know, like you I, said, I remember those days, just drinking shot top yeah. and Yinglings, and I thought I was like, I mean, I thought I was like drinking better beers than Coronas and, and Budweisers, you know. That, that actually was a beer that wasn't bad back in the day, relatively speaking. I could, I couldn't drink a Yingling, but the black and tan Yingling was okay. Had some flavor. Right, 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 yeah. And then, you know, my buddies and I, we'd, we'd go to these music festivals that we, we still like to go to, and we, we'd, we'd be, you know, going in, and we'd be bringing Belgians, you know, like in coolers, and, and you know, people are always coming by looking up, on beers or Right. So we got to where we would start bringing 
the throwaway beers to hand out the beers <laughs> <laughs> to give the people. Yeah, That's yeah, what we yeah. do when we go to barbecues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> I've done that quite a couple yes, of times. Several times. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? You, know, you, you, always, you love to introduce people, and everyone's at a barbecue. They want to grab a beer. But you don't want them drinking your stuff. But no, I'm okay. Well, I'm on. okay. Well, they really can appreciate it. Right. That's, that's the, the whole. That's the whole thing. You know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Joe, that, that's why I Joe, have no that, problem with right. it. But but Joe, if, if they're just like you're gonna waste it, that, that's why I I, I I had one my, time. My worst when they crack it open and, and like, they taste it and like oh. You got anything else? Whole beer sitting there, and it's like, you know, let me bring you some Heineken's Coronas. Let me drink my stuff over here, and like I can, I I can totally relate to that. Like I, I, I do a lot of beer hunting, and when I purchase these beers, you know, limited can releases and limited beers, and you know, there's individuals that they they come up to me like, oh wow, you you get all these beers, you know, what does it taste like? Can I have a can or anything? You know, I go through that phase. Was like, you know, I have to think about it twice if I'm gonna give them a can because, you know, I know you don't drink this. So I, I gotta I, I can give you a taste, but giving a can it's like you know the 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 hard work I went through just to right. get this can and yeah. and I know you don't drink IPAs double IPAs Belgians or Germans you know like it, it you know it it's crazy to think that I'm gonna give you a can I t- I'll give you a sip all the work you put in just for that yeah. one beer just to yeah. give to somebody but I love introducing the beers to them I love introducing the beers to them so that can they can get a, a taste of it you know and 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 hopefully it, you know they'll they'll appreciate it. And, and and want to drink more from that, you know, and and you know, one day maybe they'll themselves will go out and try to get these beers. Yeah, people come around if you give them you give them a chance. Yeah. It, it takes a little bit sometimes. By the way, the the, the West Mile Triple, um, you know, like in Europe, you can get this beer in a supermarket. Okay, right, you know? right. I mean, over here, it's like a, a difficult, not difficult to get, but most places don't have this. Right. But over there, you, you can get this for a couple of euros. Right, in right. The supermarket and. You know, a great beer like this, and um, you know, you wouldn't associate with the supermarket. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So, Joe, anything else? Any more inspiring words? Oh, I had uh, well, you want to, my, my quick uh, guzzling story. Yes. Yes. So, several months ago, these guys come in. Um, three guys. They're they're relatives. A couple of brothers, and I think a, a nephew. You know, and. They come in and they immediately want, like, what's the most uh, highest alcohol beer you have? So, uh, you know, they weren't interested in, is it a good beer, is it a flavorful beer, just what's the most alcohol. Right. And they wanted to impress me with their being able to drink a high alcohol beer. I said, well, all right, the, the Rochefort 10, which happens to be, a, you know, it's a quad. It's, it's very one good. of the best wow. quads in the world. Very good. Wow. Yeah. But it also is a high alcohol beer. So Very, very good. They ordered the, the Rochefort 10s, and they, they, they down them immediately, you know? Mm. Now, again, they're the customers, so they can do whatever they want. I'm, you know, I'm here to serve you, so however you want it is how you're going to get it. So they do that. Then they have, like, a, a Golden Rock Quad, another high 10.7 or so yeah. alcohol. And Those again, are tough. They, they Those it. are good. I Those love are, them. You can't pound them, though. You, you can't pound them, right? You can't pound them. They have another Rochefort. This is the third. <laughs> and again, this is in the space of, like, 15 minutes. Thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Come on. I see the younger guy, the nephew, who's probably in his mid-20s. I see him, like, he's, his head is down. He's kind of leaning <laughs> over. He's looking a little odd. You know, they order, like, another round in the yeah. for 10. And, you know, they, again, do the same thing. And next thing you know, the guy's from leaning over. He's like, oops, and everything is all over the place. Oh, Party foul. Oh, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and this was here at the Monk. At the Monk. Oh, oh only at the Monk. Only, only, at, the only monk. at the Monk. The only time it's ever happened that I've been witness to. Wow. Wow. Yeah, these beers nowadays, uh, I, I like to say they're yeah, like they're they're the wines of the world for us. You know, you 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 pour these out, you sip on them, you enjoy right. them, you taste them. You know, you don't chug them. You know. These are not chugging beers, no. No, no. You definitely take your time. It's disrespectful to the craft to chug these beers. That's what I was going to say. I think it's something you really need to enjoy and take your time with, you know? You got to savor every moment when you drink one of these beers. Like right now? Yes. Yes. The flavors actually do change. I was just going to say, you were saying when it gets a little warmer. They get a little warmer because they're really meant to, you know, and actually our uh, fridge up here, it actually is... We have it on the warmest temperature, and it's still a little bit colder than I'd like it to be. What do you hold it at? Days. High 40s? This one, it, it probably comes at about, I 
Yeah, so last time I looked was probably about 43. Oh, okay. Which is a little cold for some of them. I mean, it's okay for some, but some of them should actually be a little warmer. So if you take it out, you let it sit for a couple of minutes, five, ten minutes, depending on the beer. Um, what do you, you think it. should be served warmer? Um, usually a darker beer, so typically like a, a stout would be a little bit warmer. Um, not hot, but, but warmer. And um, also say like a double, the quads. Usually, generally the rule of thumb is the, the darker or a little bit you want them a little bit warmer. Okay. You know, again, it's a matter of personal taste. So if you like them the way you like them, then that's how you should. If you like it cool, then you have it cooler. Sure, but, sure. But typically, they suggest that the darker the beer, a little bit warmer. Nice, nice. So are we uh, are we ready to move on next down the li- down the tasting list? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. What do you guys feel like? Can you, can you know what? Uh... Let, we defer to you, being you. You are uh, our, our guide through this Belgian world tonight, so we we uh, completely defer to you on what you think the next step in our journey should be. Well, you know, I'm making. Ex- I, I generally don't drink when I'm working at the. Uh oh. Well, guess what? <laughs> hey, we be, forgot be, to be, tell, tell you. We forgot, we forgot to, to tell you, you that you drink when you come on these that, things. That's the rule to be on the show. You <laughs> gotta drink. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Awesome. That's awesome great. Stuff. That was really, uh, that really was good. really good, really good. Yeah, and guys, I would be remiss if I didn't just work in today. Uh, Chelsea beating Hull City two zip. Uh, you know, City. we clean, we kept the clean sheet. We got the three points. It nice, was important. Nice. Can you can you mention uh, last w- week's score? Willian oh, and Willian and Costa scored. Yes, I, I actually. Saw that's it. nice. That's nice. Can you yeah. mention last week's score? Yeah. Please? So Willian had a really nice goal. Uh, and then <laughs> Costa had the uh, – he's leading the EPL in goals. Look, it's a work in progress. Exactly. You know we, we were 10th last year. Right, it's a so work in progress. What place are they right now? Like fourth place right now? Maybe. <laughs> I actually watched part of last week's game. Yeah. Can you tell me a, a little bit immediately. about – Immediately, right? That's they were losing la- la- last, game, la- last game was an embarrassment. That, that In all my years of watching Chelsea, Who that play? was the wor- – They played Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah, yeah. That was the worst game I've ever seen them play. But you know what? Like, you know, we're talking about being real fans. It is what it is. We'll get through it. Conte was talking to Abramovich. Uh, you know, he's going to be loading them up with some money. They're going to be re- dropping some guys, buying some new guys. Chelsea will be back. Yeah. Oh, hey, what I got to say to you, all I have to say to you, uh, Peter, is, uh, hey, I give it to you, bro. Just for being a, a Chelsea supporter, it's not easy. I mean, I know that we like to go back and forth on football, and, and, and I like to rank on Chelsea. Football. And, and soccer for everyone else, oh, uh, you know, but I, I, I like that you're a supporter. And then, you know, even in the hard times, you know, but, uh, the you know, the, the, the bullying comes along with everything. fucking compliment. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, since we're talking up, since we're talking about football right now, I, I mean, it's a quick little. The beautiful uh, game. The beautiful game. A quick little news on Real Madrid. Just uh, hopefully uh, we get a win tomorrow and. Uh, I'm sorry. On the last three games, we had a few three ties, and uh, basically, uh, oh, okay, DMX. Is that DMX? That is That's DMX. DMX. This, uh, is Pete f- just put up a picture of Fat Tom with DMX. That's going to go in the blog, Yo, so you will see that in the blog. Fat, Fatty just got to Vegas. Yeah. Fatty went to Vegas, yeah, huh? Yeah, you know, like 20, 20 fucking Pepsi crew members deep. Nice. Yo, they're slinging cans over there. They're going crazy. Crazy, but that but is hilarious. That's a hilarious picture. We're gonna put that up he so looks people like can he's see it. So cracked out at the moment. And uh, Fat Tom, not DMX. J- j- just going back to Real Madrid. I'll say this. Uh, Real Madrid. I thought Real it was Madrid. interesting that 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 uh, Ronaldo was subbed out the other game. Yeah, uh, you know, um, Z- Zinedine Zidane is trying something new with the squad where he wants to rest the players. It's it's relatively new. In October, they're playing every every three days, and uh, I think that. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job so far. I mean, he needs to sub out the players, uh, even though Ronaldo was a little bit upset with that. Uh, a little it was bit? Clearly, little uh, bit? Not a little bit, but uh, definitely it, what it was What was he saying about shown. his mother when, he, when they subbed him uh, out? Well, I wouldn't, we don't want to go through that. But uh, oh, R- Real Madrid still sits wow, in first place. Bad. Real Madrid still sits in first place in La Liga. They are the current European champions. And uh, best of luck to my team because that's the team I support. And, uh, you know, we're doing great, man. It's yeah. good to be a Real Madrid fan nowadays. Yeah, you guys, you guys are doing well. You guys are doing well. I'm looking forward to the Clasico as everyone is I every I, year. I have to pick my own team. You, you definitely your do. Team, I, your I, team is PSG from, from FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, By the way, I, bought, I picked up FIFA 17 today. No, but they're not in the same division, are they? They're no, in they're France. Not. No, so my, awesome. no my, mine was uh, Stroke City. 
Stroke City is not a very good team. Yeah, Stroke It. Stroke. It's Stoke City, but the nickname no, no, Stroke, I, I like Stroke. Stoke City, City yeah. Stroke, you're you're Stroke, Stroke City, and you're also Paris Saint-Germain, although... <laughs> Yeah. This guy says Stroke City. Yeah. See, Stroke City. That's what he calls Stoke him. City. It's Stoke, Stoke City. Stoke, but he calls him Stroke. Stoke City. And your boy Stoke, Ibrahimovic Stoke is now in Manchester United. I heard. Yeah. So maybe I'm a Man U fan. Sideshow Sci Bob is back at Chelsea. I heard. Hey, you know what? Can we get Mark in? Um, Mark, our resident photographer, videographer, he is also a soccer guy. He can AKA. comment. He's also big on football. He's, he's a resident Honestly, reporter. Honestly, I haven't been watching. I've been quite busy with stuff. All right, so okay, let's take so the mic away Let's take the mic away. Let's take the mic away. Okay. So, anyway, do me a favor, use that camera. Yeah. Like you're yeah. paid to do. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and we pay him well. We got him a slice of pizza and half a beer. <laughs> I mean, for all the, for all the soccer fans, wait, I think it, it's wait, great time, out, time, time right out. now. Time out. Is this camera dead? Yeah, his camera died in the middle of him recording. So you oh. didn't charge the camera? Yeah, I no, he didn't. Can all right. Plug that in, please? Do me a favor. I want my $5 back, or I want you to puke that pizza up and let me eat it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, what I got to say is uh, it's great to be a soccer fan right now. Absolutely. I mean, so much football. We're coming from a, a great Copa America, a great Centenario, a great Euro, and uh, we're back yes. in action for the season. I mean, the Premier League started off hot. Uh, the La, La Liga is it's, 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 it's hot right now. What about Bayern the Munich is, is going to the Bundesliga. The Bayern Munich they actually came with a tie yesterday, and uh, yeah. um, you know, hopefully they'll recover from that. You know what's interesting in the Bundesliga? Uh, RB Leipzig. They were bought by Red Bull, I think, or somebody like some really rich group bought them, and they were like in like third or fourth division a couple of years ago. Now, a couple of years later, they're they're third on the table. A lot of money pumped into them. That's a good team to look out yeah. for. Hey, is that uh, Mario back there that I see? It's what? Me. Is Mario? that Mario? Are, are, are you sure? Cause, cause, cause hold on, hold on. Let me, let me figure this out. Uh, Peter, like give me one second. Corner. Let me figure this out. It, it, this might be Mario. Mario. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not Mario. It is Mario. Yes. Mario, what are you doing over here? Hey man, uh, hey, hey! I remember you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have the variety show, right? Yeah, exactly. hey, yeah. Mario. I Listen, mean, what, what happened? What happened to beer closet? I a, thought you guys were gonna be open to the to New Year's. A, a banana, something? No, nothing, nothing, nothing at so beer closet. The Ritigut's closer, but I, I made a, a personal. I took a little bit here. Mike. The Sour World. The Patriots Age Pale. It's a. Um, and it's Joe's back with us. Um, aged in wood, the folders in wood barrels. Wow. It's if you've ever had before, but it's a interesting. It's in the sour family, but aged in wood oak barrels. Petrus aged ale. Excited for this. Well, Here you go. Good. It sounds like my name, so I'm okay with that. What's that? Well, that smells nice. And I, I think I think Mario's gonna come back on a little later. I he, hope so. He I think he's looking under under the tables for change. I'm a little dry on this side. Someone's dry. She, she said. Whoa. Mario. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel sorry that she said that. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Joe. It was a rough night. For real. For Joe, any more crazy stories? We love crazy stories here at Beer Today, no, Beer to, Tomorrow. We'll have to think about it. Well, as as Joe thinks, should we uh, let's take a sniff, take a sip? A what? A sniff. A sniff. <laughs> you smell the sour. Wow. Yes. You yes. Do. Yes. It's kind of got a sweetness also in the. Yeah. In the I love this. Well, I, I don't know what you smell. This I love. I this out of the three bottles that you have this brought to the table. This is Darwin's thing. Darwin's a big This is definitely because yeah. it's up my alley. This is right up your alley. Like sours. Yeah. Oh yeah. This Again, is this delicious. This is kind of a subtle one. It's kind of a. Yeah. There's some, I don't know. There's something wow. interesting about it. And what is the name of this beer again? Petrus. Yeah, Petrus Aged Pale. Okay. And it, again, aged in um, wood. Um, I, guess, I think they call them foders, the um, wood oak barrels. I think it's aged for like 18 months. Wow. Yeah, it's, nice. it's, it's, it has, a again, a, a something subtle about it, but very interesting. Yeah, foders. So. Yeah. Again, a Belgian. We're, we're, we're doing Belgians. Yep. Sticking with the theme. I like Hashtag it. Belgian Beer Fest. <laughs> mm. 
So, Darwin, is this is this your favorite so far of the night? Uh, yeah, this is by far uh, my favorite one that Joe has brought over to the table. I mean, I'm really appreciating it because I'm really going through this sour phase right now. You know, know, and, I and this is yeah. this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Does right this here, surpass so. the uh, Grand Cru you had earlier? Uh, no, I haven't had it yet. I purchased it. You're talking about the Grim? No, oh, no, the, I'm sorry. The, the Grand Cru, the Grand Cru. Yes, yes. The one that they have on draft. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Different. You know, that's the different. thing. Very people, different. People Very different. think that when you say sour, like all sour is the same. But, right. But again, they're, they're within... Right. Sour, there's a range like everything else. Right, it and branches off different, different categories yeah. within. I oh, wait, where'd, where'd you guys get the name from? Oh, it, boy. Uh, it's a play on Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, of course? Or, uh, or, pretty, something yeah, like it, that. Yeah, it's, it's a play on that. Yeah, I mean... We went through a lot of different names before we got to it. Um, yeah, pretty much we were just throwing up a lot of names, and we were just hearing it out, like what would it, what it would sound like, come, you know, rolling off each of each of our tongues, and and basically once we would like come up with these names, we'd search them and see if Anybody if they were available for naturally. for us, yeah. you know. And then um, we, when we stumble upon beer today, beer tomorrow, we just thought it, it really hit who we are, you know, it's like beer it. today and it's it, you nice, know, it's about uh, beer tomorrow and uh, for us it rolls off the tongue I think really well. It does. Know? It flows really well and you know, we're, we're closet alcoholics. I think it's so. catchy. I think it's something that you know, people can remember. And I like you know? your, I like your Facebook page. Is that your logo? You guys have like the, that who did the, your artwork? Uh, well, the one that we have it's actually open on on my computer at the moment. Um, I may have to talk to you guys that's, about your. Uh, that's your the logo. Marketing. So the logo, to quick story, basically it's 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 really a picture of the three of us right. taken from a from a simple phone, mm -hmm. and we were just doing a podcast together over at Peter's uh, space, and then uh, we decided to take a picture before uh, starting our podcast. And uh, what I did was I just worked with the picture. I, I started, um, you know, making throwing some filters on it and we stumbled upon this filter and we thought that was the perfect one for us and then we added the beer today beer tomorrow.com onto the picture you know for uh extra i guess i don't know advertising little promo for us, little promo for us. and we kind of just rolled with that um it's our logo uh we definitely have a lot more to go with that and yeah. definitely have a lot more no, to do with it but it's a great start it's definitely it's a, nice, it's a work nice, in progress nice yeah edge to it it i appreciate that i appreciate that a, I mean, we've been searching for a logo for a long time, and yeah. we just happened to take this picture. And after looking at it for a while, it just felt like that was that was it, it for us. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had a lot of conversations about it, and uh, yeah. this it's us. And we you know? we almost settled on some very crappy logos. I guess <laughs> yeah. you want to yeah. put it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, like when it when it when it comes to the three of us, you know, it, it definitely a lot of input goes in and a lot of different ideas. And I think that when it came to the logo, it's very important to us. And I think that uh, the first logos yeah, that we brand. were deciding upon, it was a little bit tough because we wanted to make sure it, it was something that was gonna really something we all stand had to out. Love. Right. So, had to love it. Yeah, the, the good thing about it is it's, we, we, we challenge ourselves and we push ourselves and we know ourselves really well. So, you know, we, we know what the limits are and sometimes we, we tread past those limits, but it's all really to come together and, and really do the best for the brand, mm -hmm. and that's kind of kind of how we got to, to this place now. Yeah. So what do you what do you have you like thought ahead? Like what do you hope this turns into? Is oh, it, yeah, 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 a lot. There's a lot of dreams to this. I mean, a lot like, of dreams. It's, it's endless. I mean, I know there's a documentary that that Pete wants to do. I know eventually we could turn it into a TV series. I mean. You name it, sky's the limit. I mean, brewing, well, brewing. Why, I mean, why not? You, you could, the only thing holding you back is yourselves. But right. I think yeah, the, I think the immediate goal right now for us is really just connecting with um, every business in Queens, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a, a beer shop, a brewery, and, and just any like I guess a bar that serves craft beer Absolutely. has been our goal in Queens. Uh, Brooklyn is, is is welcome as well. The Bronx. I mean, we're, we're from Queens. Queens right. is a big focus, right. but really. All of New York, all New York City, all right? New York, yeah. I mean, eventually, yeah. There's definitely Long a lot Island of great well. breweries in, in out out of state, the yeah. Vermont, Massachusetts, California. Uh, we definitely want to reach out to everyone, but I think that our, our main focus has been Queens, just to just so that everybody knows us, you know. And I yeah. think we're pretty much a trendsetter right now as far as what podcast goes. You know, doing a podcast at a bar, at, maybe at a lounge, at a brewery. You know, we're yeah, relatively one of the only. Maybe the only ones that are doing this right now, and we want to make that stick. You know, yeah, that's well, you our know. thing. Just going out, you know, finding local places that we want to cross promote with. Yeah, I listened to your uh, your Hop Fest. 
all the uh, off the home. Yeah, what did you, you think about, about that? No, I liked it. Unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was a little bit off, like the walls. I know. Yeah, I mean, no, it was crazy. That was, that was the first right, one. You know, just, we just yeah, yeah, went with yeah. it. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and we're really building the brand, and we have a lot. I mean. The, the the blog and the podcast and all our social media channels, the website, that's just the beginning. I mean, we have a lot. You know, we have a trajectory. We have a charted course. There's a lot of other things we want to do. And, um, you know, we'll get there. It's just time, effort, and hard you know, work. Keep it fun. You're having fun. You're, you're with your pals. Like, what's better than that? Right. Yeah. You know, no, it's great. Good beers. Great time. Drinking yeah. great beers, actually. Drinking great beers, hanging out. I mean, honestly, it's what we were saying. We, we decided to do it because... This is minus the laptop and these wires and the microphone. This is this is day. what we do all the time. So now we figured, you know, let's and the part I love put the behind most a brand behind it is we get to meet great people along the way. Yeah, you know, guys like you, you know, running these local shops and you know enjoying what you do every day and you know we're we're connecting with people down. directly who have the same interests as us and that's really what, what's really awesome about this is we're connecting with people who love beer right. and then you know beer is the catalyst and then f from the beer like life unfolds right. so it, it, our show is not strictly just beer but you know beer is the jumping off no, point that's, that's how you that's your starting point that's, yeah right. it's a starting point for life so, beer today beer tomorrow <laughs> the yes. monk the monk Ridgewood Queens Ridgewood. Queens all day Joe's in the house absolutely Team Spano El Padrino Darwin's Theory of Beer Mark, we have Mark Velasquez, videographer. Uh, I'm I, feeling nice. I, I, I I'm he, feeling nice. I think as well. he's feeling like he needs a bathroom break. He just gave me that look and that kick. <laughs> he's like, I do it all the time. I mean, <laughs> he's got the bladder of like a chipmunk. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, till, wait till you get older, pal. <laughs> beer today, beer tomorrow. We're at the Monk. www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com the Monk in Ridgewood, Queens, themonknyc.com. Great time. If you guys love Belgian beers, if you guys want to come to a place that it, it's a cozy, nice atmosphere, it's a good vibe here, uh, and you want to try some really quality beers, please come down to the Monk, check them out. Uh, they have the Beer Today, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow stamp of approval. I think they do, yeah. Uh, great times. We, we're, we love that we're here. And uh, again, Joe, thank you for having us. No, Cheers. Pleasure. Thank Cheers. you, Joe. Get a Happy days. On that note. On that note. This is beer today, beer tomorrow. Drink craft. Not, Not crap. crap. Cheers. Cheers.